Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 20, where today we're going to be talking about team shooter tactics applied to Borderlands 3. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email, a Vault Hunters Guide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash Vault Hunters Guide. Close intro tab. <laughs> also, we promise that we're working on YouTube stuff. It's just, it's a slow process. <laughs> I promise nothing. I promise something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which so I nice. can't even do because Drew's actually the one that handles the majority of the video stuff. But we're, we're, we're working on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyways, Jeff. So, hey, so, hey, man, how's your last two weeks in the Borderlands been? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all regard? I say <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's, it's been fine. I mean, I've, uh, currently we have the event going on where the uh, rare spawns show up literally every single time and the Malawan takedown is... Oh, and also their, their drops are increased currently, uh, the rare drops are increased and also the Malawan takedown is currently scaled for uh how many people are in your party currently. Mm-hmm. So um so I've been I've been doing that a little bit. I've been, you know, working on getting the stuff that I want. Uh I hadn't before this event I didn't have a single cutsman because it was just too it's just not really worth it to me, you know? Um I just like to you show had, up. You, as, had, you had other means of doing what you want to without having to farm for a cutsman. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, but I have taken this chance to where I've gotten, um, <clears throat> to where I've gotten one in each of the elements that I give a shit about because, um, like I, so I got a fire one, a shock one, and a corrosive one. I'm not. I'm not worried about cryo. I'm not worried about radiation. It's. It's not worth it to me to go through all the trouble. And I'm also not worried about getting the uh, particular, like any particular anointments or anything. Because the cutsman is solid without any kind of, you know, without it being a god roll one with a sick anointment or anything, you know. Right. Yep. Fair enough. So. So that. So those and a uh, and a band of Sidorak are all that I was really really concerned about getting cool so yeah so what about you um i was kind of the same way you know i've <clears throat> been working on just farming a couple things that are a little bit easier to get now a band of sidorak was actually one of the first things i went for mm-hmm. just because of uh what it does for just because of what it does for my zane build and things like that so works out yeah, that, really that... really well for that yeah, that recharge speed is just insane. It's almost not it's it's almost like imperceptible, you know? Like mm-hmm. when it recharges, I see it for like two frames and then it's full. You yeah. know? It's just yep. like bat bat full. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's super nice for that. So um, Yeah, it's pretty great. You know, I've been doing I've also been doing uh takedown stuff, which is fun, you know, I've been doing that. Um and you know, trying to solo it with different things, and that's been fun as well. Um, the weird thing is, honestly, I skip right over, if I'm going to do it, a lot of the times I end up skipping right over Mayhem 3 and just go right to May- from, like, Mayhem 2 to Mayhem 4 with different characters just because 
you know, Mayhem 3, like, I don't want to have to keep on resetting to get something that's fair. Like, I'm not even looking to get something that's, like, I'm not even looking to get something where it's super in my favor or anything like that. I'm just looking to get something that's kind of a baseline, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, if, you're, if your base, if your main weapon is a Maggie, you don't want to roll into there with, like, you know, minus 30 to pistols and minus 40 to critical hit damage and then minus 25 to Jacob's weapons. Be like, no, I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things where, you know, and and I'm sure there are going to be those people out there that are like, oh, he's not good enough to do it. It's like, nah, I just don't feel like beating my head against a wall in <laughs> that type of way. Like, sure, there's a difference. Sure. Like, I have no problem farming stuff because I know that eventually, you know, statistics say I'm going to get it. But me just going into something that is, uh, that is randomly balanced against me, that does not sound fun. Yep, As I agree. I'm sure that people will get, you know, the, will un- make this understanding, but uh, it's it's the same with um, it's the same with you know, like Souls like games, or at least you know, decent ones where it's like it's like, look, if you die, that's that's your fault. That's on you. You you sure. did that. <laughs> you know. Yep. But there's like this there's like this bullshit part in like the first one where it's just like. Yeah, I'm gonna go fight this thing, and like you have no way of knowing this, but then like a giant throws a rock at you from like someplace you can't even see, and it's just like yep. fucking, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's that that kind of idea that we're trying to avoid. So I'm just trying to make it so that it's an enjoyable experience. Sure, like I'll take I'll take one, maybe even two negative rolls, depending on what it is. But you know, like three is just just insane. Yeah. So. And and you're right. It can be depending on what your build is and everything. It can be it can be rough sometimes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, like if it's if it's uh hey you know get it's minus fifty or whatever it is to bullet damage and minus forty to SMG shotgun and pistol. It's like well that I can. I'm glad I got uh uh I don't even know. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i mean like like if it's a minus 50 like a, to, like a, like, to a, like a krakatoa which is like you know so it's not a non-bullet damage sniper rifle it's like, yeah you know? i guess <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah yeah it's just not just sometimes it's just not worth it so i totally get that mm-hmm. yeah so but it is uh, it is totally the event is is going on like as of this recording it's going on for another week so um Get out there, do your farms, do your stuff, complete your yeah, challenges. Yeah, get to it, man. I mean, like, there's there's a ton of stuff that's all super... There's there's a lot of stuff that's worth it. And there's a lot of crap, too, but get the stuff that's worth it. Get your, you know, your Cutsman and your, uh, and your Hellfire and your one that I'm going to talk about today, or that we're going to talk about today on GGG. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, so, also, yeah. Legit. Go get your go get your band of Sidorak and all yeah. If you're running stuff. that C and Dead Zane build, get that band of Sidorak. It's it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just so. for in case you don't know, it's got like super low capacity, but you're probably running barrier anyways. Like you should be if you're doing your C and Dead Zane. Right. Um. So you know you should be running that. Um. And and the idea is that the recharge rate on it is so friggin' high that it just that your shield is almost always full. So that way you're gonna be getting that benefit from uh 
Oh, what is that thing called? I don't even remember. We'll get to it later. Spoiler alert. We'll get to it later. <laughs> Fun. All right. So speaking of getting to things, uh, we need to get into our, now that we've covered, I guess we have covered a little bit of newsy stuff now. Uh, yeah, boom. News done. <laughs> done. <laughs> Speed run the news. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we're going to get into some viewer questions because you guys had some really good ones here. Uh, I suppose I should probably take the first one, huh? Since this was kind of yeah. my thing. Okay, yeah, so the first question we have uh, came to us in an email. This one is from Brad. Uh, he says, question for your next pod. On your Choosing Skills Builds Characters episode, you came up with a Zane build, and you theorized that he could shoot infinite grenades with a duct tape mod skill, plus an infinity pistol. Did this work <laughs> as expected? Why or why not? So, uh, short answer, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> it does not work. It does not work. Uh, for those people wondering, uh, duct tape mod is in Zane's doubled agent tree. Uh, the first shot fired from Zane's gun has a chance to also fire a grenade, and this skill has a short cooldown. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can get your grenade chance up to uh, up to twenty percent. The cooldown time is eight seconds. So, um. So it did not work. I tried it pretty extensively uh, when the game first came out and I tried to get it to work and it just never did. The, the main thing was it wasn't that and I'm, and I'm not saying that it didn't work as a build. It literally just didn't work as a mechanic. The uh, the pistol did not. Yeah, the infinity did not make um, duct tape mod proc at all. Like it just wasn't working. Like I was sitting there and I was just firing away bullets and it always showed that I had. You know, technically every technically every one of those was the first round in the magazine. Although I guess it was also technically the last one, but I'm not sure where that falls into place. <laughs> right. I think I think that's the main thing is that they they're like, yeah, you can't spam, you know, grenades just using the infinity. So yeah, I'm assuming that it's uh, that they're like, no, that counts as the last one. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, but yeah. So it didn't work, unfortunately. Uh, the main thing was, and this actually really helped me test it, was getting a butcher, just because of the way that the butcher works with constantly refilling your ammo and everything like that uh, with Zane. So, um, so I tried it with that, and the butcher did uh, proc it a little bit more often. It was it was kind of fun to mess around with that, and so he was able to do that kind of an idea. But um, the other big thing too is that there's no way for Zane to regenerate uh, grenades at all. So. Right. So it still used up. Uh, it actually still spent a grenade uh, as ammo. So again, short stories know that it didn't work. Uh, long story is that even if it had, it probably would not have gone well because um, unless you had like just an absolutely amazing grenade and you had a way to constantly get grenades, it just it wouldn't have worked well, anyway. Well, I mean, Zane does have pocket full of grenades in that same tree. Uh, it's a kill skill. After killing an enemy, Zane gains uh, grenade regeneration at, for a few seconds. But mm -hmm. that's pretty. In I mean, it's not infrequent. I guess. It, I guess if you are, if you do it with your like, if you have, uh, you know, I apologize for not knowing like all the names of the skills right off the top of my head. But the one where when you um, where you get, um, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, C in red. When you do C in red, you get uh, activating an action skill automatically activates all of Zane's kill skills. Like, if you put that in there, you know, then you could make it work. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then, but even then, like maybe you would want something. I think instead of the butcher, you should run something like like the one pump chump. You know, something like that. Yeah, it's actually a really good idea. You know, this might you know. Now that we're talking about this, I might have to go and actually like retool this and see if we can actually make it a workable thing. Zane so. grenades lives on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, cause that would be fun. And I'm sure there's some other one. I uh, just, hopefully it's another one of those situations where the exploit doesn't come from, you know, cause if they treat it, if they treat the one pump chump the same way that they treat the, Oh the shit. Infinity. <laughs> That's a good point. They, they so, might do that, but still, you know, it, it's worth looking into more, so uh, we'll go ahead and get back to you about that one. But for right now, the way that I had initially envisioned it, it had not come to fruition, so yeah. which is sad. So that being womp, said, womp, womp. I <laughs> thanks. I appreciate the question, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll see if we can get that figured out in the future. So, uh, Drew, do you want to take uh, our next question? Yeah, so this is from Jason. Jason says, Hey guys, I want to let you know that I'm really enjoying your podcast. Couldn't quite put my finger on why I was drawn to your content more than other people putting out Borderlands shows or videos until the last episode, and then it hit me. I am a casual gamer. I love Borderlands, but between family and work, I only get to play an hour or two a day, if at all. And I think that your perspective is so, is much closer to mine. I click on YouTube videos of Perfect Zane Build or One Shot Grave Ward, and they're all dependent on gear that takes like 40 hours of gameplay to acquire. If I'm watching a video and the guy is going through his inventory and has a Cotsman in every in every element and a Dictator in every element and a Hex in every element, I'm like, F you! <laughs> I don't have the time to grind that gear. You give the info I need to play the game at a casual level, and you're super entertaining. Hey man, that's what we're going for. Absolutely. Super appreciate that. Uh, yeah, he really says, besides that, that, I have one question. Most of the gear you talk about is legendary. In the end gameplay, have you found any non-legendary gear that you will bother to pick up, or is it basically, if it is not orange, you don't even look at it? Thanks for the pod, Jason. P.S. I really want a Lorelei DLC. She was a lot of fun, but he, uh, but here two missions, fetch coffee and fetch burgers, were kind of lame. Are there any characters you would like to see more of in future DLC? All super interesting and relevant questions yes we do absolutely use uh gear that is not legendary in fact on um we're going to be talking about a couple of them uh today in our in our topics in the builds that we put together for for this idea here um it's absolutely worth looking at i don't run anything blue but i do run purples i run purples pretty frequently um just depending on if it happens to be anointed, if it happens to be, you know, whatever. Like I have a, uh, I have a, uh, I want to say it's a power play, the Hyperion uh, SMG, yeah. And it's and it's caustic, and it rolled with the anoint that when, um, that your additional like when your uh, action skill ends or whatever, that your additional two magazines will be, you know will have do bonus x damage well Mm -hmm. on that one in particular i got bonus corrosive damage so like it's it's corrosive and then does more corrosive so nice that's so i keep actually yeah so i keep that thing around so keep an eye out for stuff like that it's totally worth it and um i want to say that my that the zane that i have currently also has a uh grenade mod that is um that is purple because it has an anointment that works for me. I don't remember what it is exactly because 
as Zane, I'm running two action skills instead of grenades, but it buffs me somehow. I don't remember. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's totally worth it. You know, like, don't... I would say it's not super necessary to go, like, scouring, you know, every single little thing, but if you see purple, and especially if it's purple and anointed, you know, it's worth checking out, because if you know what you're looking for, if you're looking for something specific, it may be really, really helpful. Sure, absolutely. So, um, I'm kind of of a similar mind frame on that. You don't need uh, legendary. Um, and I think that there are non-legendary things that work. The The big difference between this and, and um, the previous games, though, is that this one has just the sheer amount of legendaries is so yeah. much bigger. Um, yeah, agreed. And, and part of that is that I'm sure that um, where a lot of uniques and, uh, you know, epic gear and things like that in um, previous games uh, would have been used just because of how they work and everything like that. Um, a lot of those slots are just already being filled by legendaries. The main thing, and and I think what you'll find, and especially as we get further into into the game, because you gotta you gotta think that I mean it's it's you know January twenty third. We're recording this because we're crazy and we're recording and uploading on the same night today because we're <laughs> terrible people because we're yeah. bad at planning. So we apologize. But the situation is that um, so you know we're we're only a few months into the game still. Honestly, yeah, four and, and a so, half months. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure that there'll be more builds that come out. And as we get more into it, we'll start finding some more specific gear. That'll be better uh, based around uniques and legendaries. But that's the thing is that at the end of the day, uh, red flavor text weapons are always going to be a big part of it just because they have that crazy additional effect. So, yeah. And, and, and not just, and it's just as in previous games, it's not just legendaries that are, that are red text, you know, it's, mm-hmm. Um, you can get it and get them in blue in uh, blue or purple as well. So, um, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's, it's totally worth it, um, especially if you're not doing. I mean, I know that I know that um, Jason says in endgame, you know, specifies in endgame play. But like if all you're doing is just going around and completing true vault hunter mode and then you want to continue to run around without turning on mayhem mode at all, you can absolutely run just basic gear you know from probably mm. like you could probably get away with greens and blues as w- in addition to everything else you know sure absolutely so um yeah. it all just depends on on what you're looking to do and what you're looking to get out of it obviously we are more casual than <clears throat> than a lot of uh content creators out there because it's not our full-time job or anything but we're still grinding everything on Mayhem 4 at this point, so the maj- the vast majority of our stuff is legendary, but it's not all... It's right. not 100% legendary, so... Yeah, and and to add to that, I know I know that we're kind of running over on, on this one in particular, but, it, but it, to be fair, it's a really good topic, and we haven't even finished the second part of his question, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, there, there are some really good things that just because of the effects are really, really good. Like one of them is, uh, uh, Mendeleev's multivitamin is an amazing shield that is not legendary. And, um, the butt plug obviously is a great mm-hmm. weapon that is not legendary. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, there's definitely things you can use out there. And as we get further into the game and again, because we're not sure, but however we want to do how, however they want to do um 
broadening it because the heavy speculation obviously is that they're going to add another skill tree to each of the characters. However they want to do that, the more that they broaden it, then the more that, you know, the more gear is going to become usable for different things. So, yeah, there you go. So, uh, second part of the question, uh, he'd like, he'd like to see a Lorelai DLC. Are there any characters you'd like to see more of in future DLC? Uh, I agree with Lorelai. I really liked her. Um, my favorite new character in the game, though, is uh, is Wainwright Jacobs. Oh, so so good. <laughs> I would like to see something something else with Wainwright. Um, to get him kind of out of his element, I want to see him. I want to see him somewhere other than Eden Six, and somewhere where he's like not in charge. You know what I mean? Where he's sure. not running shit. And I'm really, I'd be curious to see that. Um, just something something along the lines of let's say him and Hammerlock go, you know, after the craziness of Borderlands 3, they're like, we're going to go on a vacation. You know, look at it. Mm-hmm. Just get out of here for a while. And then, like, something happens. They crash on a planet or they're attacked or, you know, or Wainwright is, is kidnapped, you know, and they're going to ransom him or something, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, I want more Wainwright. That's what I want. I like it. I I think that's great. I would like that. I would almost like to see I know it's kind of a cop out, but I would like to see kind of a uh almost like a Hammerlock's Hunt 2.0 but done much better in this one because they mm-hmm, can probably get mm-hmm. away with it a lot better where it's both Wainwright and Hammerlock that are kind of guiding you through it. Um otherwise, I think it'd be really fun to do cuz I think it'd be really fun to do a uh, a prison, like a full-on DLC, where it's a prison break with the B-team, and they're going to like get Zed out of jail or something like that. So, oh, that would be sick. That'd be really yeah. cool. I'd like so, to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but B-team, B-team is like, like, we know who they are. Like, what about... Okay, so that's... What about new characters? Not Wayne Wright. So Lorelai would be really good too. I like, I like that idea. Cause the, you know, cause Jason's right. You know, there's only the get coffee, get burgers. All right, we're done. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's really good too. However, if I had to pick another one, oh man, I, mm, it's tough. Ooh, see, that's, see, that's it. the, it's see, an all Ava DLC. <laughs> maybe maybe that's maybe (laughs) (laughs) all right all right so maybe i mean maybe that could be i mean honestly that's not a bad idea though maybe that could be a thing where it's like you know ava with her newfound siren powers is has something go wrong and it's almost like the claptrap dlc from uh uh, from pre-sequel. Oh, from TPS, where, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, you gotta go inside Ava's Ava's brain and fix all the siren stuff that's going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Weird. Oh my god. You know. Crazy. So, yeah. so you sit there and, like, you actually you know, you actually legitimately like, fight a door or a gate, and then she's like, what's up, door? You got nothing! <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Nice. So, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I'd be that, totally cool with a Lorelai one, too, though. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I think I think Lorelai's a fun character. I think I think it'd be great to see uh, a DLC with her and uh, and Zero 
doing something mm. as well. That'd be that'd, that'd be, be wicked neat. fun. I what if there was a whole where is what if there was a whole thing of like like Pandora or you know Sanctuary Three is boarded by the entire remainder of the Trot family. And <laughs> like however big it is, you know, and they like take over Sanctuary Three and kick you off and you have to like fight your way back and then, you know, like fight through all these different trots and then get onto the ship and fight like Mama Trot or something at the end of it. It's like it's like next up you gotta fight the triplets, Azus, Bezus, and Caesus Trot. <laughs> <laughs> So, that I mean I had thought about something like that too I was like well it'd be kind of cool if you went and like you know did something with like the rest of Katagawa's family and I was like oh wait no he killed them all himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, thanks a lot Katagawa you a-hole uh, anyways great was- topics uh, thanks for the questions everybody really appreciate it Jeff let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this episode <laughs> and I just closed the document so you start us off. Tell us what we talk about. So um, today we are going to be talking about um, applying, like Drew said at the, at the very beginning, we're going to be talking about applying hero shooter, uh, team, team-based team hero shooter tactics to, uh, to Borderlands 3 and how it works. So that means that we're going to be talking about things like um, what we can do to benefit from optimizing our team more closely to resemble those commonly found in shooters such as uh, TF2, Overwatch, Apex, those kinds of things. Um, yeah, you know, those usually... class-based things where you build your team in a specific way. You know, you've got your healer, your support, you know, healer slash support, your tank, your DPS, you know. Yeah, yeah. What exactly. You. Yeah, exactly. And just like he said, that's kind of the idea that we're going for, because that's kind of the standard setup is that a standard team composition of four characters. um, And keep in mind, we're not accounting for whatever the meta is or any buffs or any nerfs or any other fluctuating influences, anything like that. We're talking about at the very core of these kind of things. Um, You know, your standard four person team comp would typically be comprised of one tank one healer slash support character and two DPS characters. So the idea being that the tank goes in and is the one that pulls all the aggro and everything like that. Um, And for those of you listening, I'm sure that some of you are also applying this to maybe like some MMO RPG, MMO light ish type sort of things, maybe. So Mm -hmm. for those of you that play final fantasy 14 out there as well, you know, you can totally apply this to like light parties and stuff like that. But um, the idea being that you take, you have the tank and the tank is able to take a lot of damage and pull the aggro into one area so that the DPS, uh, so that DPS people can go ahead and uh, do a lot of damage without being swarmed and things like that. And then the healer and support person is kind of a double role of healing um, mainly the tank, so the tank doesn't go down, but also uh, healing anyone else that needs it or supporting anyone else that needs it for the DPS or themselves even. So it's a, it was kind of a little bit weird to get into this uh, in the Borderlands 3 world, um, just because there it's you don't have as much of a healing kind of factor in here like you don't have a dedicated person for it 
I would, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, out of the four that we're going to talk about today, I would say that the that our healer class is the weakest. You could probably get away with doing, with splitting it up differently. I Like, if you're not going to run the healer, because frankly, I don't know if, I genuinely don't know if it would work as well as I would hope. But, um... I'm going to say that you would probably be better off running two tanks or or maybe like a tank and then like a long range type of player and then uh, two DPS, um, something along those lines, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of wanted to stick with the traditional, you know, like what is what is the, the most basic and, and um, functional of team builds, you know, four person team builds so so we did the best we could with the healer um just take you know take that one with a grain of salt so might be um might be a big grain (laughs) (laughs) it might be so anyways so let's go ahead and we'll get into uh and we'll get into the builds and why we put them together like we did and we're gonna start off with what we are calling uh flak rack tank and it is uh, it is flak. It is a rack based flak build. Uh, and he and sorry they uh, flak is our tank. We are going to start off with um, let's see which one would I want to start in? I probably want to start. Okay, I'm just figuring out like which tree I would want to actually put skills into first. So I, w- I would under- say pro- I would say probably the uh, I would say probably stalker. Oh, I was going to say stalker. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let me double check here. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Okay, sure. so what you're going to do, first you're going to put uh, your action skill is the rack attack. That's the main thing. And the, the main reason why we're using rack attack is later on, once we go down the hunter tree, uh, we're going to use the augment of Falconer's Feast. And when the rack damage an enemy, a portion of Flax health is restored. So that's going to be helping keep Flack alive. Um, we're also using the uh, Spider Ants, and uh, we'll talk more about that later as well. But first, you're going to probably want to put points into self-repairing system. Uh, that's Flack's maximum health is increased, and they constantly regenerate health. We have that totally maxed out. So uh, 30% uh, more health and regenerates 1.5% of max health per sec. Not not a ton, but it's better than nothing, so we want to max that out. We're also going to max out Furious Attack. Uh, that's one of Flak's hunter skills. After shooting an enemy, Flak gains a stack of Furious Attack. For each stack of Furious Attack, Flak's handling and gun damage are increased, and stacks decay after a few seconds. Um, so we have that maxed out. Um, total of 10 stacks. The Furious Attack duration is 4 seconds. If it's just super helpful to be able to do as much damage as possible, and if you're constantly shooting things, which the tank should be, because the tank's in the middle of all the action, then mm-hmm. that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be beneficial. So, right. and then we're gonna put five into eager to impress. That's another kill skill. Whenever flat kills an enemy, action skill cooldown time is reduced, and we're gonna be. A big part of this is using rack attack as much as possible to get that health bonus from the uh, furious. Uh, what is it? The feast that I've already talked about. 
uh, uh, Furious Fal- Attack. Falconer, no, Falconer's Feast. Oh, yes. Getting Falconer's Feast from the rack. Um, so we want to m- shorten that cooldown time to as little as possible. Then we're going to put one point into um, Lick the Wounds. When Flack is in Fight for Your Life, their pet will attempt to revive them. That's super handy. It's really, really pretty great to have, especially with the spider ants. Uh, the spider ant never... I really like the spider ant. I think they've become my favorite of the pets. Um, yep. yep. And then, agree. finally, in the in the stalker tree, we're going to put three into uh, turn tail and run. And that's while moving, Flak constantly regenerates health and gains damage reduction. Uh, while still, Flak gains gun damage and fire rate. So that's pretty cool because if you're... I like that a lot because if you're moving a lot and in the middle of the action, then you're going to be... then you're going to be regenerating health and you're taking less damage. So that's like a double whammy right there. And then, in addition to that, if for some reason there is something that your team is not interested in getting right up close to at the moment, you know, like if you're trying to, like there's only so, you can only get so close to, um, like for example, you can only get so close to Grave Ward, right? So right. that's not going to be, so Flak being the tank and being right up in the mix is not going to be helpful because Grave Ward still, even when you're near at the edge, it's still, you know, 50 yards away or what have you so at that yeah. point flat can kind of hold still and just and just pop big old shots with a big sniper rifle or something and mm-hmm. then since sniper rifles are notorious for having a slow fire rate you'll get an increased fire rate off of that too so right yeah so kind of going over the idea behind that those first set of skills in the stalker tree there's you know five skills total in that one and the whole idea behind them is making sure that you have a lot of health and that you have a lot of ways to get it back for yourself as well. Yeah. That's the big idea. But the nice thing about the nice thing about um about this tree in particular, and you could say this for other people as well, but or other other uh characters as well, but the nice thing about this tree overall is that this gives you ways to get your health back while also still giving you ways to buff damage without really sacrificing uh, one or the other. So Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. If you yeah. so what you can the benefit of of this specifically is you're is you're getting the benefit of both and neither one of them is really taking a loss. That's and you'll see that when we kind of when we go back and we talk about the uh, the gear loadout for this particular build. Um, mm-hmm. We think you're going to see the how the gear ends up making up for, you know, what possible deficiencies there could be with, you know, with this kind of setup. So with that, let's go ahead and go into the hunter tree. Uh, like we said, we're taking a rack attack and we are going to put three into leave no trace, which is, I would say, I don't, I don't know if there's like a, if we want to call this a, I don't know what you'd want to call this, but this is like the skill, you know what I mean? Like this is, if you take nothing else from this, this is a, a, a key, like a, a cornerstone, the linchpin, what, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Leave no trace is hugely important to this build. Um, so we max that complete. And, and we'll, again, we'll talk about that 
about why in a little bit. We max that out. When Flax scores a critical hit, there's a chance for one ammo to be added to their magazine. And currently, the chance is 36%. So that's decent. Every time you hit, you get a critical hit, you have a, over, a 30, over a third of a chance of that shot coming back to you. Right. Um, so then we're going to put five after that into second intention. It's a kill skill. Whenever Flak kills an enemy, they gain increased reload speed. This bonus is increased if Flak scores a critical hill. C- critical kill. Crit- so, critical ill. <laughs> no, I think I said critical hill. So, uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, again, you're the tank. You're in the middle of the action. You want to be, you're going to be firing a lot of bullets and you're going to mm-hmm. be able to want to get as many of them back as possible from Leave No Trace. And you're, when you do need to reload, you want to be able to do that as quickly as possible. Um, and then if you happen to be, and if it happens to be a critical kill, then the bonus is even faster. And we're, we're shooting for that. We're hoping that you're landing your critical hits because, again, you're in the middle of the action. There's no reason to, there's no reason to miss. Like, come on, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh then we're gonna put two into Hunter's Eye. Flat gains bonuses when fighting different types of enemies. Um we're all I think everybody's familiar with this one. Um we only put two into there really because we're looking to advance to the next level and we put another three into headcount. Uh whenever Flax scores a critical hit, there's a chance their action skill cooldown is reduced. Again, that's highly critical to the build because you want to be throwing those racks out there with Falconer's Feast as often as possible. Yep. Um, so that's going to move us up to Two Fang. Flak has a chance to fire an, uh, an extra projectile per shot. That's maxed out again. Um, and firing keep a lot in of mind, bullets. if, yeah, if, uh, if uh, Leave No Trace is like the linchpin then this is, you know, then I would say that Two Fang is the, like, the master link in it. So it's, yeah, like, right up, it's kind of right up there partnered with it, so. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And then, uh, because, again, it's it's just a constant, the less you have to reload, you know, and the more damage that you're doing. I know it sounds like we're, do- like, it's almost like DPS, but with... As many points as we put into the stalker tree, that's what makes Flack more of a tank. Between that and the uh, and the putting points into Aaron getting the action skill augment fa- Falconer's Feast, that's what changes it from a DPS build to a tank build. Right. Um, so along that same tier, we're also going to want to uh, take the um, Spider Ant Scorcher as our pet. Uh, Flex Spider Ant evolves into a Scorcher, occasionally dealing incendiary damage to all enemies nearby. While accompanied by the, by the Scorcher, hey, surprise! Flack constantly regenerates health and gains elemental resistance. Mm-hmm. When Flack issues an attack command, the Scorcher will charge enemies. I'm not so much concerned about issuing issuing attack commands because we want to keep the we want to keep it as close as possible because of that skill that we put in to lick the wounds. So that way we can keep it kind of close. If we, you know, if we can, we can keep it close in case we do go down, but that's, that's huge to be getting. Um, I mean, it's, it's again, only 1% of max health per second, but it's still something you stack that with the, um, with self-repairing system, and now you're at 2.5% of max health per second once that's maxed out, you know, and 
then you're getting the bonus of uh, from turn tail and run while you're moving, you're getting 0.9% of max per health. So now you're up to like three, almost 4%, you know? I mean, it's, and yes, it's a little bit, but it it's important. Um, so then we'll go up to big game. We're going to only put one point into big game. Uh, Flax hunter skills become much more effective and have a longer duration. Um, that's pretty good. We're hoping to be... I'm not super concerned about that because we're going to be activating them pretty often, hopefully. Um, right. But uh, then we're going to go over and we're going to put three into the most dangerous game. That's another kill skill. When flat kills a badass or stronger enemy, they gain increased critical hit damage, gun damage, and handling for a long time. Additionally, they receive a cash reward from the Intergalactic Bureau of Bounty Hunting. So that's neat. Uh, but that gives us a plus 25% to gun damage, plus 10% to critical hit damage. Uh, plus 33.3% to handling, and that's for two minutes. That's for two minutes when it's maxed out. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, if you're running that in, like, any mayhem mode, you're going to be fine, because you're at some point in the next two minutes, you're probably going to be fighting a badass. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. So then we're going to move up to the next uh, tier in the tree here. Uh, we're going to put one point into Galactic Shadow. Flak deals increased critical hit damage, and enemies are less likely to attack them. And I know that seems a little counterintuitive considering the role of the tank, but I kind of think that the plus 15 to critical hit damage is worth that trade-off. And whether or not enemies are really less likely to target them, if Flak's doing a ton of damage to him and Flak's the closest one to him, they're probably going to attack Flak. Just... Right. That's just how that works. Um, then we're going to put five into Grim Harvest. Flak gains increased gun damage and action scale damage. Again, that's we're looking to max out gun damage here. And the action scale damage is also really important considering... Um, yeah, considering you've, got, uh, considering you've got Falconer's Feast, which returns 7% of uh, your max health whenever you use... Uh, your rack attack. So then you add 25% damage on top of that, and that helps to bump that number up a little bit. Yes, you know? exactly. And obviously, then, ob obviously, 7% of 125 is better than 7% of 100. So Right, right. <laughs> so, and then we're going to put, um, we're also going to have the action skill augment uh, rack accelerate. Flax rack have increased cooldown rate and an additional charge. So now you have another charge of rack attack that you can use, and your in cooldown rate is increased 20%. The cooldown rate on rack attack is already only 35 seconds. So every half a minute you're you're tossing that out there. And then you increase that cooldown rate by 20%. Now you're talking under 30 seconds for every single time that you are that you want to throw rack attack out there and that's per charge so like if you have if you have an action if you have a uh, an anointment that gives you another charge of rack attack and you have three of them that means that you can th th throw rack attack out there every 10 seconds and and constantly have it ready to go Mm -hmm. That's insane to be able to use your action skill every 10 seconds, especially when that action skill is returning health back to you. Mm -hmm. So the capstone of all this is Megavore. Flak gains a chance to score a critical hit with weapons against any part of enemies. The critical hit chance is 20%. That's pretty awesome. It's, it's really, really 
great um, to have there because you're getting all those bonuses from, you know, if you kill something with a critical hit, if you, you know, when you do critical hit damage for Leave No Trace, um, I mean, that combined with Leave No Trace is pretty sweet. So even if you shoot him in the foot, if you get Megavore to proc, then, you know, you have a chance of Leave No Trace coming, of getting that ammo back because of Leave No Trace. And... I would say that because of all that, the most important piece of gear, to me at least, that Flak has equipped is the Bushmaster class mod, mm -hmm. which if you are up on your gear is not, or if you're not up on your gear, the Bushmaster class mod is not a legendary. Not a legendary. <laughs> Yeah. In this, like, we could have picked any kind of gear that we wanted, but we specifically chose the Bush Bushmaster, and we want it in an epic. Um, we want an epic one, and what you're looking for, there is a specific one you're looking for. There's a reason that we got it, and the reason why is because it gives you, it can, it, there's a chance for it to give you plus three to leave no trace. What? Plus three to leave no trace is insane because that's gonna if you have it maxed out already then you get three more points to that that bumps your chances for getting your ammo back from a critical hit from 36 percent to 70 fucking two percent which yeah. is nuts you have like three if you hit a guy right if you hit a guy in the head with your in a critical hit spot four times in a row on average, three of those are going to be added back to your magazine. That's right. bananas. <laughs> so that's, and that's going back to our question from, uh, from, was that one from Brad or from Jason? No, that was, was from Jason. So yeah. going back to our question from Jason, that's why we don't necessarily always look for legendary gear is because of, of stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's super important. Uh, look for the Bushmaster class mod. That one also. Let me uh, let me pull it up here. Bushmaster also can give bonuses to ambush predator and turn tail and run. Um, ambush predator we don't super worry about, um, but uh, turn tail and run. I'm pretty sure we had stuff in that one, right? Yeah. Yep. We absolutely did. So in that's turn tail and yeah, in turn tail and run. Uh, we had, uh, three points into that. So, uh, just getting that damage reduction while moving and, uh, oh, yes. yeah, that's the max the health yeah. regen while moving and then gun damage and fire rates and everything like that. So, so yeah, it's kind of one of those things where if you can help to buff that skill a little bit too, that's, you know, that's super handy. So, um, right. now if you get now, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew, but if you get an epic rarity one, uh, the most you can get in to leave no trace is three, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so then your best case scenario is to get three in there and then get another two into turn tail and run. Yeah. You know, if you get decent drops, and then you're looking pretty good because then you're going to be adding on, because then your health regeneration while moving is going to be over an additional percent there, and you're going to get, um, and then you're going to get probably close to about 20% damage reduction while moving. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's just awesome. And then the uh it can also grant two of the following bonuses, uh brand specific uh weapon reload speed and grenade capacity. So mm -hmm. 
if you get let's so in this particular build we really like the maggie um no surprise there so if you can find one that does like jacob's reload speed that's sweet grenade capacity that's fine grenades are always useful i feel like grenades are a little yet less useful for the tank because you're going to be swarmed so much with enemies you're not really going to want to be dropping grenades right in front of yourself but you know you do you boo so um but the rest of the build the maggie the butcher um mainly uh yeah mainly the butcher the lucian's call because again the lucian's call uh is going to give you ammo back for critical hits so that combined with <clears throat> excuse me that combined with leave no trace is ridiculous the Lyuda is awesome uh and the bushmaster class mod and then the shield we're looking at here is the transformer it's one of my favorites because it's got a huge capacity on it it's always uh resistant to shock it converts any kind of shock damage into recharging the shield which is ridiculously sweet so that way mm -hmm. you're never going to get your shield stripped because of shock damage so um that's another reason for that and then additionally on top of the huge capacity you also it also has a 40 percent chance to absorb incoming bullets so that's just a ridiculous amount of just a ridiculous amount of of damage that flat can take before going down so yeah Whew, so that's the flak rack tank build. Yeah. So um, we're going to be honest, one of these we're going to cheat through, So, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. But you guys will understand why once we get to it. So um, should I go ahead and walk us through one of our first DPS ones? And, yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. So the next one we're going to be going to is going to be one of our DPS builds, which we're going to call... Uh, bullet hose Moe's. So shocker, I know that Moe's is going to be the the tank, or not the <laughs> tank, the DPS in this situation, and yeah. not the tank, even though uh, she has a walking tank. Kind of weird. So, uh, but also also Moe's does have a lot of shield synergies and everything. But we just like between the two, we just kind of felt like Moe's is more capable of of DPS than of being a tank. Shocking, so. I know. So, yeah. but here's kind of where we're starting at. So, um, the thing that's, um, kind of different about this one is, um, so, so we're going to be starting in the bottomless mags tree. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised about that. Uh, not so, when it's called bullet hose mows. I know. Right. So, um, so, um, we're going to be getting, um, so yeah, we're going to be getting, um, first of all, I'm going to go with the minigun as for my, uh, action skill when we get iron bear out there. Um, they're still tweaking iron bear, but I think that that is going to be the best bet. And the cool thing is, um, cause I'm sure that this is going to surprise at least one person out there. You can actually equip the minigun in, in both slots if you want to, that is a thing you can do. So yeah. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's going to surprise somebody out there. Um, just as it surprised me, uh, way back in the day when I first learned I could do that. So, yeah. but, um, so we're going to start moving down the bottom of mags tree. The very first thing we're going to get is, uh, occasionally Moses and iron bear shots will deal additional incendiary damage. Won't consume ammo. Okay. The incendiary damage. Eh, it's all right. Yeah. But what we're really looking for is that they won't consume ammo. So right away, right off the bat, we're going to have an 11.25% chance to not consume ammo. That's pretty good, especially when you're getting things that pump out a lot of bullets. So um, then going right... That's cloud, of, that's cloud of lead, by the way. Yeah, into cloud of lead. So 
Uh, from here, it gets a little bit interesting. We're going to go and put a point right away into redistribution. So after uh, Moe's scores a critical hit, she regenerates ammo for a few seconds. It regenerates 5% of your magazine for three seconds. All right, pretty cool. Um, honestly, then as weird as it sounds, you're actually going to go back. Um, yeah, that's into redistribution. You're going to go back up into matched set. Um, your currently equipped weapon gains a stacking bonus to magazine sized and decreased heat per shot for every piece of gear that has a matching manufacturer. So you're, um, we're just going to put four points in there. This is more to get us where we need to go. Um, you could also honestly put this into scrappy if you really wanted to, so that while she's moving, she gets, uh, more handling and weapon swap speed or switch speed, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not bad. Um, I, I didn't want to go into stoke the embers just because that wouldn't get us down to the next tree anyway. And, uh, the, you know, and the increase on the incendiary damage is only 30%, which is honestly, once you start getting the mayhem levels, it's kind of negligible. So to yeah. be honest. So yeah. anyway, uh, the next big thing we're going to get into though, is scorching ripums or scorching RPMs as it were. Uh, most gains increased fire rate and critical hit damage. Okay, great. So we're going to instantly put five right into that, get an additional 15% fire rate and an additional 20% critical hit damage. Fantastic. So, and, um, you know, cause you're going to be looking for those critical hits anyway to, to, uh, sync up with redistribution. So, uh, the really nice thing about this too, is that, um, just because of the very nature of the way this one works is that, uh, we're going to. Sticking with the minigun, we're just going to give it the uh, action skill augment of let off some steam for both of them. Minigun deals more damage as heat increases and can be fired for longer before overheating. So it does up to 80% more damage. <laughs> I think Drew just died. <laughs> Sorry about nah. that. Uh, I don't have a sneeze button, so that's going to be on the show. I <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, getting into it. So yeah, so the minigun, it will deal more damage and, uh, it'll, um, have a more heat capacity so you can fire it longer, which is awesome. So, um, going down that we're also going to increase magazine size using the iron bank. So it's going to give you 35% more the, and again, the idea here is just don't stop firing. Um, and then as long as you have to be an iron bear anyway, sometimes, uh, you know, just to get out of danger or whatever the situation is, we're also going to throw one point into specialist bear because it's only one point and why not? So equipping two of the same weapon on iron bear increases the damage they deal. So what you're looking at on iron bear when you, when you do need to be in it is that it has up to 80% increased damage from let off some steam and you're already getting a base of 25% more damage just from specialist bear. So not too bad. Uh, we're going to put three points into click, click, which maxes it out. So Moe's gains increased gun damage as her magazine empties. The less ammo there is remaining, the greater the increase. Yeah, we know it's bottomless mags. We want you to be able to have as much ammo as possible, but if you're going to run out, you might as well get some damage for it anyway. That being said, uh, when you're getting out of iron bear, we're going to go into some for the road so that Moe's gains infinite ammo for a few seconds after exiting iron bear. So. Just before you get into Iron Bear, switch into whatever weapon is going to do the most damage and reload it and then just pop out and just, you know, 
give yourself that damage. Yep. Uh, speaking of that damage, Moe's constantly regenerates ammo for her currently equipped weapon. Regenerates 5% of her magazine per second, and that's from her uh, capstone of Forge. So you can see there's already a lot of synergy as far as just either having a lot of ammo or making use of the ammo that you have there. So uh, what we want to do is we want to increase that even more if we possibly can. So we're going to move over to the Shield of Retribution tree, and we're immediately going to go into Selfless Vengeance. So whenever Moe's does reload, she loses a small portion of her health and grants additional incendiary damage to her and her allies for a few seconds. A little bit of support in there too, um, giving incendiary damage to her and her allies. And honestly, since you're not going to be the tank, hopefully the goal is that you're not going to need much of your health anyway. So uh, moving right along, since we have five points into that, we're also going to put five points in Drowning in Brass. So whenever an enemy grants, uh, killing an enemy grants Moe's a stack of Drowning in Brass. For each stack of Drowning in Brass, Moe's fire rate is reduced, but gun damage is increased for both her and her allies. Now, since we're getting some things that kind of help our fire rate anyway from the last tree, uh, having fire rate reduced is not too bad, especially when uh, the fire rate is uh, only reduced by 2.5% per stack, but uh, the gun damage is increased with 20% per stack. Per stack. A, per stack. That's a lot. Now, granted, now you you'll, yeah, granted, you only have a max, uh, max amount of Drowning in Brass stacks of three, but still... Like, if you get three stacks, that's 60%. That's stupid awesome. Yeah, 60% for only losing 7.5% of your, of your fire rate anyway. That's, you know, I'll take that all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All day. All day. So, uh, going along with that, we're also going to go into uh, Thin Red Line. So, a portion of Moses' health is reserved and cannot be restored, but her maximum shield is increased by the same amount. Okay, great. So when you max that out with putting three points into it, 60% of your max health is reserved and added to your to max shields. Sounds like a lot, but again, if you're not going to be right in the thick of it, not that big of a deal. So, uh, and then, uh, yeah, going into uh, Iron Bear using full can of whoop-ass causes Moe's and her allies' shields to immediately begin recharging at an increased uh, shield recharge rate. So... This is good for her since you're going to have less health. You're going to want more shield. So that's kind of the thing on that one. Um, and it does help out your allies a little bit too. So why not? Uh, also going to go into experimental munitions. So whenever she scores a critical hit, she deals bonus incendiary damage. All right. So mainly these two here were just to get down into uh, something else. So because we needed three and then uh, two from... Uh, full can of whoop ass. So I guess we could have gotten down there with some other things, but it all makes sense here in a little bit. So we also have uh, behind the iron curtain, which is maxed out. Her shield recharge delay is reduced and her shield recharge rate is increased. So the rate is plus 21% and the delay is minus 19%. If your health is essentially going to be your shield, you want to make sure that's up as quickly and as often as possible. And then your gun down, here's the biggest piece to this tree right here is going into desperate measures, which is uh, Moses' gun damage is increased depending on how low her health is. The lower her health, the greater the increase. And it's up to 50% when it's all maxed out. That's really, really good. <laughs> yep. So, 
So just because your health is already going to be low, we really want to stack that and make sure that you're taking full advantage of it. And then with that last single point, we're going to go ahead and put in uh, force feedback. So whenever Moe's scores a critical kill, her shields immediately begin recharging. That's so, pretty good. Now, there's a little bit more to this build that makes sense, and here's what we're going to do. So we're going to go into this, and we are going to use a... Uh, we're going to go into uh, a transformer for the shield because it's it's got one of the... Two, it's twofold. Uh, it's got one of the biggest capacities of any shield, and you're going to make it bigger as it is. And it also is immune to shock damage, and actually shock damage will actually recharge it a little bit. So. That's yeah, like just the like one... it will for just like it will for flak. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there may be a bit of a theme here, so just go with it. <laughs> yeah. But, so we're gonna get the transformer, and that's gonna help us with our health and our shield situation quite a bit. Uh additionally, there's a few different um there's a few different class mods you could use for this. Um the couple that we have listed here are kind of dependent on need at the time. But basically, we recommend either uh, any of the three, either a Marksman, a Lemniscate, or a Green Monster, depending on what you're looking at. So going in here, uh, a Lemniscate will feed into uh, Click Click, Match Set, and the Iron Bank, which are all skills that we have anyway. Uh, And then a Marksman will also feed into uh, Experimental Munitions, Scorching RPMs, and Redistribution. Uh, nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to go with marksman just because of it feeding into redistribution. I think that's a uh, pretty amazing skill and it needs to be, uh, needs to be buffed quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, otherwise, yeah. Uh, otherwise, like I said, if you're going against, uh, robots and things like that, or anything that's going to have any kind of a armor, then you can also get a uh, you can also get a green monster as well, which is also going to feed into scorching RPMs. Click click in the Iron Bank. Uh, the biggest difference with that one being that the red flavor text on it uh, makes it so that she does a lot more um, corrosive damage. Right, which is of, not which is not incredibly useful in Borderlands Three because the vast majority of our of the mobs and everything are either creatures or uh humans with shields but if you but let's say that you and your party know that you're going to be going and doing the um the moxie size to the handsome jackpot you know i mean and Mm -hmm. funny enough that's actually where you get that class mod but if you're you know if you're doing it for a farming run or whatever take the uh take the green monster with you and do some extra damage to all them bots and everything yeah absolutely so uh, going along, um, since you're going to have a ton of ammo and you're going to be keeping it up, uh, primarily quite a bit, you're going to be feeding into the butcher, the Lucian's call, um, the ion cannon, the warlord and the one pump chump. These are all just really powerful things that really benefit from having more ammo in the mag, the one pump chump and the ion cannon for pretty obvious reasons. And then the same for the butcher, you know, cause it already refills your ammo. Why not go ahead and refill it yourself as well? Yeah, exactly. So, um, probably the biggest player in this that feeds into it, uh, quite a bit is going to be the, uh, the deathless, which is going to, um, which is our, uh, artifact for this one. So we already know that we're getting more damage from being low on health and we're already feeding into that quite a bit and getting more shield and everything out of it anyway. 
So in case you're not familiar with the Deathless, what the Deathless does is it reserves all but one HP. So you just have one hit point, but your shield is plus 100% and plus 25% shield recharge rate and minus 20% delay. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, you can have your shield be at, you know, you can have it be max level and have it be almost 50,000. Yeah. Which is just an insane capacity to have. Not to yep. mention that what's 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 someone going to do? Hit you with shock damage and strip it? I don't think so. Right, not if it's a transformer. They're not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's one of those situations where you're going to be doing a ton of damage, and should the worst happen, you're going to be able to protect yourself. So the idea is you're you're doing damage, you're letting Flak be the tank, as is their job, and then if things go really bad, then you've got a huge shield that they're going to have to punch through. If things go super bad, then you can hop into Iron Bear and still do a ton of damage with that and hopefully get your shield back in the time it takes for them to strip Iron Bear from you. Yeah. Now, quick, I, I want to double check on this, but like, um, so putting points into Selfless Vengeance, right? Uh, whenever Moe's reloads, she loses a small portion of her health. Like, now, how does that work with the Deathless? Does it strip the shield or does it just like, or does it just health gate Moe's? That's actually a great question. You know, that's one thing we didn't actually look into. We'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, but for now. But for now, just trust us. <laughs> you, somebody's going to do it. They're going to just tweet at us and be like, you sons of bitches lied. <laughs> <laughs> I keep killing myself every time I reload. Answer, don't reload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. Why, are you, why do you need to reload? If you're running a Lucian's call, then, you know, and you're getting all them crits. You should be fine. Stop missing. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we'll for real, like out. if we'll double check on that and if we if we need to adjust that we'll we'll tell you in two weeks. <laughs> also if it does nothing, we'll let you know that too. So Yeah. So going along with that, um that's genuinely first... though, I think I, I genuinely think that it just health gates you though. Yeah. So Anyway, so we're over an hour here, so um, we're gonna go ahead and take uh, take a gonna go ahead and take a speed run here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. So for our second DPS, we're choosing uh, seeing dead Zane. Literally, by killer just go, six <laughs> by killer six. Literally, just go watch this video. It works. It's fantastic. It's great. You don't even really need any specific gear for it. Just uh, you know. Get the Seeing Dead class mod and, you know, get yourself some of the weapons we've already talked about. Maggie is, Maggie is helpful. Um, Lucian's Call is helpful. Layuda is helpful. All that kind of good stuff. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of the basics. Also, uh, the only thing that we would say on that one is go get yourself a band of Sidorak because that's going to help you a lot with that build. Yeah, and if you and if you can't find a band of Sidorak, just find the lowest capacity highest recharge shortest delay shield that you can but my my recommendation is when you go through a first playthrough if this is still if this is something you haven't done yet um go and do the quest to get like you know be be max level and then go back down to first playthrough and do the quest to get mendelev's multivitamin shield <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a it's like a capacity of like 200 and something <laughs> like at that yeah. point but it does a lot, it has a lot of benefits so just to, just in case anybody's wondering like why you would take such a low 
capacity shield that because it ties in with uh zane's skill give me one sec let me find it i got it don't worry we'll get there uh i trust you yeah uh it feeds into confident competence yeah that's the one shit yeah yeah, when Zane's shields are active, he gains increased gun damage and accuracy. This bonus is based on the amount of shields he has. The more percent full, the greater the bonus. So, like, we don't give a shit about having a massive capacity because you're probably going to have barrier out there anyways taking care of yourself. So you just want that shield to be able to refill as quickly as possible. Yep. So, and, Band of Cinematic, on- it's sweet. Yeah, and honestly, you're not going to need a lot of, you know... You're honestly not going to need a lot of shield just because, um, you know, you're going to be feeding a lot into other skills that give you health back and things like that. So you're going to be getting uh, a lot of things from like salvation where you get, um, you know, after killing an enemy, Zane's weapons gain lifesteal for a few seconds, a few being um, in this particular build, eight seconds and you lifesteal 8% of damage dealt. So, you know, pretty good. So, um, but yeah. That's kind of thing. It's just such a good build, guys. Like we know we're cheating on this one, but it's so good. Yeah, like, I mean, like we don't we don't want to take credit for it or anything. You know, it's because we that's that's what we would be doing. Like we thought about being like, all right, so let's see, we'll do this and we'll put points into this and put points into this, and then at the end we're just like, fuck, is this just K 6s build? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it genuinely straight is. Up is. So yeah, so go go support go support K six on Twitch and on YouTube dude's been in the community for a long time anyway but yeah that's the idea so so that uh, being drew, said <laughs> yeah so drew do you want to take uh you want to take our healer yeah sure give me the sketchy one jerk uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're calling this one phase mara um if amara is our healer here and admittedly in before we before i talk about amara real quick I do want to say that, like, our intention going into this was having one character per, you know, per role. Like, we probably could have done, really, if you wanted to maximize it, you would just run two Sea and Dead Zanes for your DPS, you know? Yeah. I mean, genuinely. So, but we wanted to incorporate one of each character because a lot of people like to do that in their parties. You know, um, if we had a, if we had a fourth, like, I think that's kind of how it would go. It would be like me playing Flack and Jeff playing Zane and, you know, Beth playing Amara, you know, and whoever playing Moe's. So it would just be what it is, but, um, just because that's what we like to do. Anyways. Yeah. uh, Also for, for a point of reference, um, we haven't decided yet. This may be a two-part thing. Not that we're going to run over on this one, but actually when Drew and I approached each other, Drew came up with this idea, and it's a solid idea, but we had very differing opinions right off the get-go about how to approach this as to who should be who. So we may get into that um, at some point, and if we change things up or if we have some other ideas, we'll let you know because that's the nice thing about having multiple ways to build characters is that you can uh, do lots of different things. So, But we'll we'll let you know about that. Yeah. So, May not be right away, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, let's go ahead and we'll talk about uh, Phase Amara. So, <clears throat> Amara is playing the support here. Um, cool thing about Amara is that it's not just healing that she does. You know, she also is going to be, since she's 
elemental, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff based off of her elemental damage. Uh, we're going to start off in her mystical assault tree, and you're going to start off with phase cast until you can get up to um, changing it to reverberation. But for now, we're going to leave it as phase cast, and then you're going to put five points into do harm. Uh, killing an enemy grants Amara a stack of rush. Uh, activating her action skill consumes all rush stacks. For every rush consumed, Amara's action skill damage is temporarily increased. That's highly important because um, because I'll tell you why later. Don't you worry about it. So then we're going to put. Uh, <laughs> So then we're going to, uh, as soon as we're done that, done to that, we're going to skip up to the next tree, and then we're going to kind of bounce around because really we need to put, uh, we need to max out Restless. Uh, Amara gains increased action, action skill cooldown rate. Uh, so maxed out, the cooldown rate is increased by 25%. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Then we're going to put three into Transcend. Amara gains increased accuracy and critical hit damage for a few seconds after activating her action skill. I think you kind of see what's going on here. We're focusing a lot on the action skill. Um, and that's because in that tier, you, we have the action skill augment of Soul Sap. Soul Sap is the linchpin of this build that's uh, that's the main thing in this build um, a portion of all damage dealt by amara's action skill is returned to her or a nearby ally as health that's the only that's basically the only reason that we went with amara as the healer here because um, mm -hmm. we're going to maximize the action skill damage and the cooldown in at which she can use that action skill um so anyways then we're gonna put uh we're gonna drop back down and we're gonna put two points into violent tapestry that's uh, applying a status effect grants amara a stack of rush activating her action skill consumes all rush stacks for every r stack of rush consumed amara's status effect chance is temporarily increased we plan on putting on a lot of stacks of rush with her killing stuff and then activating her action skill as soon as she's able to as soon as it recharges launching that action skill again so then we're going to go ahead and put uh, go to the next tier and we're going to put a or skip up two tiers because we already covered transcend and restless in the second tier so third tier we're going to put one point into ascendant all action skill augments gain increased effects that includes soul sap lifesteal so that goes up by 20 percent so now we're up to a total of 50 percent of damage dealt is returned to her or a nearby ally's health mm -hmm. um then we're going to go up to uh Oh, yeah, so then we're going to go up to the next tier. We're going to put three into Laid Bear. Enemies take increased damage from all sources for a few seconds after being damaged by Amara's action skill. So even Support. if you don't... Right, so even if even if Amara doesn't kill the thing with her action skill, they're at least weakened, so that way she can she or somebody else can finish them off pretty quick. Uh, then we're going to put three into Wrath. Amara gains increased gun damage. This effect is increased after she activates her action skill for a few seconds. So... That's, again, action skill, killing stuff, you know, more gun damage, just, it's it's going to be constant. So, and then we're, once we're up at that tier, then you can change uh, phase cast to reverberation. And the reason we want to do that is because it's still sending out the astral projection 
just like normal. But now the astral projection does deals increased damage for every enemy it hits. So mm-hmm. the cooldown on that is uh, the cooldown is thirty seconds. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if that takes into account the um, the points that we put into Restless or not, but 30 seconds per action skill is pretty good, and the damage bonus is plus 50% per enemy hit. So, and I'm going to kind of skip to the gear real quick right now, but what we want to be doing is we want to be running uh, some type of Singularity-style grenade, so like the Quasar or something along those lines, and pulling in those enemies as tight as possible into a spot, and then using reverberation so that way that that uh that astral projection is going to hit as many enemies as possible Mm -hmm. Uh, then we're going to go up to the next uh tier in the tree uh the next to last one call and uh put three points into awakening amara's rush stacks gain increased effectiveness so now they're increased by 30 percent so now you're doing even more Action skill damage every time you use it um, because of do harm. Um, it's and you're doing more. Um, you have a higher chance of status effect chance because of violent tapestry. It's it's just solid. Um, and then we have another again like if if uh, soul sap is the linchpin, then avatar is the you know is the master link in the chain or whatever. Uh, avatar is the capstone in the mystical sultry amara's action skill can be activated while it's cooling down this skill may only be used once per completed cooldown additionally increases amara's max rush stacks Uh, additionally if amara's action skill kills an enemy it refunds half of her rush stacks this skill is so awesome because mm-hmm. if you because now you're up to a possible ten rush stacks. If you kill something with your action skill, which you should be because you're in doing increased damage with all that shit, then you're getting ten of those rush stacks back automatically, and you can activate that that action skill twice as much. That's just awesome. That's a really really great skill. It's definitely worth getting. Um, so then, after yeah. the mystical assault tree, then we're gonna. Hold on. Dr- I just, I just wanna, I just wanna say. So everyone's probably sitting there saying, "Well, yeah, but you know, that sounds like you're just doing a lot of damage." Yes, we understand. That's the whole point of the game is to do a lot of damage and things like that. But again, all of that equates to a bigger chunk of that thirty percent of skill damage dealt as life steal. Yes. So yeah, exactly. The, ma- the like, and that's not your typical healer way you know like it's not you're not just hanging back doing nothing playing healer you know you're not playing a white monk here that's not what's going on like in order to heal the team amara needs to be able to do damage so we're going to maximize that as much as possible Mm -hmm. so then we're going to go over to the fist of the elements tree i really like this um because it's just uh frankly it's just super handy um because we don't have a whole lot of elemental stuff going on here. Um, we're going to put five points. I mean, like, our other players don't aren't doing a whole lot of elemental damage. But anyways, um, five points into Anima. Uh, Amara's status effects deal increased damage over time and have increased duration. Guess what? Her action skill status effect deals further increased damage. So... And the cool thing about Amara that I really like is the fact that you can change what her action skill element is 
on the fly. Like, as long as you have enough points in a tree to get to that particular one, which you only need to be able to get to the second tree in um, Fist of the Elements, and you only need to be able to get to the second one in Brawl, I guess, if you want to do corrosive damage. But we're mainly sticking with Fist of the Elements and Mystical Assault, because if you're fighting fleshy enemies with no shields, then make that damage incendiary. If you're fighting against Malawan guys, then you can just remove the incendiary damage altogether, and it'll automatically become shock damage. So, mm -hmm. so then you're stripping shields, you're taking guys out, it's just really awesome. We're going to put five into Infusion. I really like this skill. It's probably my favorite skill of Amara's, like, um, like outside of this particular build, you know, like, this is my right. favorite skill. Uh, convert a portion of damage dealt by Amara's weapons into her action skill element, and it's 40% uh, when it's maxed out. So even if you do, even if you are using, like, a Maggie or something like that, if you're doing shock damage, you can still just tear through enemies' shields and stuff. You know, even if you have a non-elemental weapon. That's pretty sweet. Then we're going to put 5 into Tempest. Amara deals increased elemental damage, and shock damage is further increased. So, 20% um, more shock damage and 30% more elemental damage overall. That's pretty awesome. I don't really need to explain that one. Uh, <laughs> Wildfire, yeah. whenever Amara applies a status effect to an enemy, it has a chance to spread to a, to a nearby enemy. The spread chance is 40%. Again, you're just looking at weakening these guys and taking them out with the action skill, uh, getting those rush stacks back. Uh, then we're going to kind of skip the middle tier there, and we're going to go up to Deep Well. Amara gains increased magazine size with elemental weapons. Our, we have one Im weapon in particular that, we're, that we really, really want to be focusing on. Um, we'll talk about that in just a sec, but uh, the, the less that she's reloading, the better it is uh, for everybody. So, And then we're going to go to the next tier because we have one point left after your max level we're going to put that one point into sustainment amara gains lifesteal whenever she deals elemental damage with her weapon uh it's only four percent but it's 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 not nothing you know i mean mm -hmm. we got to keep her alive too so that's the build for that um and uh amara is mainly going to be using um i'll talk about these other ones first but we're gonna we're gonna so uh, the Brainstormer, massive shock damage. The Hellfire, massive incendiary damage. The Cloud Kill, massive corrosive damage. Uh, you could also do any Cutsman if you want to, if you should decide to to go and, you know, put in the time to get all those. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely possible to just rock the stuff that I was just talking about. Um, and... The main thing that you really want to see if you can get is the Kib's Worth. And I don't know how many people here are familiar with the Kib's Worth, but it's something that is found in the... It's found in the takedown at the Malawan Black site. It's... I mean, it has an increased chance to drop from there. It's incredibly... You gotta get it from Wotan, who is the, the end boss. The of, end boss, yeah. And so, like, that's not great, right? <laughs> like, you're like, now's your chance, though. Now's like, your chance, <laughs> yeah, because you have a you have an increased chance to get it right now. So go for it now. And the the reason why is the Kibsworth fallen enemies spawn a healing aura once every ten seconds, and 
that's just awesome. For anybody who played Borderlands 2, uh, when you're fighting alongside Roland um, at, uh, oh, what at is the that dam. place? Oh, yeah, at the dam. Yeah, when you're fighting with Roland at the dam, he pops down his turret that heals you. Like, that's, it's similar to that. In fact, the red text on the Kibsworth says, stand in the effing circle. So, yep. <laughs> which is, you know, get to the circle if you need health. Uh, anyways, yep. so that's, so between that and the healing that you're going to get back from the astral projection, um, we're hoping that you can get enough health back to where, to where she'll function as a healer. Um, and also it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that the, uh, Kibsworth is a Malawan SMG, so it can come in cryo incendiary radiation and shock. Um, mm-hmm. shit, if you can grab two, uh, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really pretty great. It's really, it's really helpful. Um, the only thing about it is that it's the healing aura only counts when the enemy is killed with, uh, projectile damage. Like it doesn't count if you've applied a damage over time status effect and it kills them. So, and there can only be one healing aura at a time. So keep keep that in mind. But between those two, between that and the uh, and the other thing, like I think that it's going to be worth it. Um, in the meantime, just rock whatever elemental stuff you want to. Uh, Hell shock, shocking triple A, hornet, um, stuff like that. The class mod that we're looking at is the uh, saw bar tiger. Let me. Grab that real quick. I did not pull that up. How dare you? Well, you know. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the team. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna work out pretty well. You know, it'll, it'll definitely get you through Mayhem one and and uh, probably two, three and four. I mean, who knows, man? It's it's a crapshoot that <laughs> stuff. Three or four. I mean, it's a crapshoot either way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let me let me pull up that. Yeah. Where uh, oh, here it is. Here thing... it is. Okay. So sorry. Uh, the tiger tiger class mod uh, does. Oh yeah, that was, that was supposed to be a comma. The sawbar comma tiger That's class mod. That's kind of what mod. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, tiger class mod gives you bonuses to do harm, wrath, and restless. We have all those. Um, it may grant any of the following bonuses, brand specific weapon accuracy and weapon damage and cool enough action skill cooldown rate. So action skill cooldown rate and probably Malawan damage would be best if you can find it. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's that build. Um, it's as close to a healer as I think we're going to get in Borderlands three, unless Jeff convinces me that his other one is going to work better. So we'll see about that. (laughs) so you might grab it yeah the idea here and if you've been listening to us and you're like you're sitting there and you're thinking well none of this sounds sounds right at all keep in mind these are just the ways that we thought of that you could go ahead and use this stuff Uh, a big part of this is not only to um a big part of this is not only to kind of let you guys know what we thought but uh is to also say hey you know maybe try building something a little bit different way you know because you know you're all pieces of a greater whole at one point. So kind of that idea. I mean, obviously, you know, one of my favorite things is to play solo, but 
you know, maybe things might go a little bit better sometimes if I'm playing with a group of people, if I change things up a little bit. So don't, don't be afraid to uh, get out there and change some things up and try some different stuff every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the times that you and you and Beth and I have played together, we never consulted each other about like, Hey, this is the kind of build that I'm going for because I think it'll synergize with you doing this thing and me that right. Yeah. Like, like your Zane cryo build that we play together with, like, doesn't really synergize with anything. I mean, it helps nope. slow stuff down, I guess, but like, that's not really. I guess that might kind of synergize with Beth's like melee Amara because she can like punch things once she frees them. And if I'm doing critical hit long distance flak, then I can, sh- then it makes them easier to shoot. So yeah, maybe that's I mean, why kinda. that teams works <laughs> together. So, I don't know. right. So, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we have for you. If you guys have any other ideas about how you might want to do this, go ahead and get at us, you know, hit us up on Twitter or in email <laughs> and, uh, let us know what you think about the way some of that stuff could work. So, but in the meantime, uh, uh I think what, what are you laughing? About? I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I'm it's late. Well, it's not late. I'm getting tired. And like, you're like, so if you guys have any ideas, things that you think that you would do differently, you know, like my mind was instantly like, make your own fucking podcast. Do it yourself then. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. You know, but do it, no, that's, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, that's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I don't want to be like that. It's I genuinely, you know, like we we're good with, you know, uh, let's, criticism. Let's, let's yeah, let's let's put it this way. It's been a day, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good way of saying it. So, yeah. But no, we're we're definitely receptive to, you know, if you're like, hey, I think it'd work better if you do this. I mean, I, you might be right. I don't know. Who am I? I'm just some guy <laughs> with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy with a big microphone. <laughs> so, anyway, enough of that. So, um, yeah. Uh, Anyway, getting uh, yeah, getting into it. I think we have uh, one last uh, piece of information. Drew, could you tell us what that is? Yeah. Today we're gonna end our episode with going, going, gone. All right. So I wanted so. to make my, you know, in. I tried to make it a little bit more emphatic with the gun noises this time, because we're doing a sniper rifle this time. Dang. Yeah. So, in the spirit of the rare spawn event going on right now, today, we'd be talking about the wood blocker. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. So, the, so the wood blocker is a legendary sniper rifle manufactured by Hyperion. Uh, it's red text reads. You don't get into wood blocks unless you're ready to, and it says has an F with a bunch of asterisks. So you figure that out. <laughs> you don't get into wood blocks unless you're ready to fork. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, not sure what this, that's a reference to, uh, but the gun shoots in a four-round burst, uh, hence why they call it the wood blocker and can come in any element. Uh, it can be found at any suitable loot source. Uh, we know, we get it. Yeah, any suitable loot source. Uh, but it does have an increased chance to drop from a rare spawn, uh, Indo Tyrant, in the Floodmore Basin on Eden 6. So if you want it, go get it, because uh, rare spawn time. Anyway, Drew, uh, what does this work well with? Yeah, so this uh, works well with Amara's Wrath skill, uh, which we actually talked about earlier today, where you get increased gun damage after using your action skill. 
with it being a sniper rifle, it's going to have solid damage anyways, so you can use your action skill, and let's say you're not using phase cast, let's say you're using uh, phase grasp, right? You proc your uh, action skill, and you've got that guy lined up in your sights, and you're going to put four shots right into his dome. So, that's pretty sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. Could possibly work well with Mosing's, Moses' Scorching RPM's skill, where she gets an increased fire rate and critical hit damage. That one's a little meh. Um, yeah. But two, two characters where it works really well with is, uh, works really great with basically Flax's entire hunter tree, where Flax gets an increased critical hit damage and everything. Because since it is burst fire, you're going to be putting four shots if you line it up right you're gonna be putting them four shots into somebody's dome you know and mm-hmm. uh let's say for example that you've got leave no trace you know you should be getting some of those back and you know if you've got um oh what was the other one? Oh, and if you've got megavore then it doesn't even necessarily have to be in the head it could be could get two shots on an arm and one shot in the head and they all cow who knows so sure why not yeah. Uh, otherwise, then, it does also work really well with uh, with Zane's uh, confident competence skill. Uh, obviously, that's the one where he gets more damage as his shield is more full. So it's up to 20%, and the accuracy is up to 33% as well. So you're already going to be very, very accurate with it anyway, and you might as well go ahead and try and get some more damage out of it. So works mm-hmm. uh, works uh, pretty pretty good. So. Yeah, personally, I don't know about you, but I haven't had to go and look for a woodblocker. They just come to me. Yeah, the two things that happen all the time. I get woodblockers and Malak's Bane all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Agreed. So. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so I don't need to one. go. I don't need to go and farm Indo Tyrant. But if you do, for a woodblocker, then go do that. So yeah. now's the time. Absolutely. Anyway, well, cool. So, like I said, if you guys have any other ideas, or if you want to hear what the other thought process was behind the other, um, you know, the other team build, then go ahead and uh, let us know, get at us on Twitter or in our Gmail. And I think that's going to about do it for us today. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Good luck and good drops. Bye. Bye.